When I was 23 years old, all anybody wanted to ask me was, what do you do for a living? And what was my response? My response was, I do awesome. I'm Steve Armato, and I started this podcast to interview awesome people who build awesome lives. So now, let's do awesome. Welcome back to another episode of Doing Awesome. On today's show, we have a friend of mine who is a local, the first Hoboken local on the show, Vincent Ferrer. He is a attorney who focuses on commercial real estate, but he also has a very good backstory and he's somebody who the reason I wanted to have him on the show was because of the focus that he has on relationships. So stay tuned for this episode of Doing Awesome. Vincent Ferrer, my guy, a you are actually the first person from locally in Hoboken to be on the show with me. How are you doing today, my friend? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to see you and speak with you. And um, wow, I mean, I'm basically the fact that I'm representing Hoboken now, it's a great spot. So I mean, uh... it's, it's a good place to be in right now. I mean, listen, so I, I want to just give a little context and backstory. Like I met you through networking, um, Hudson Connections, and you know, you've you're somebody to me that is a master networker and somebody who, you know, you put people together, you bring people together, you, you're big on relationships. And I, I really want to start there before we get into everything that you do. And I know that you're great at what you do, but before we get into that, I want to talk about like you as being a connector and what, why you feel that that's important in, in just life in general. Sure. Um, well, first off, happy to be here and thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I really like the podcast thus far and You've had some great guests and it's awesome and it's a testament to your own network. So um, in terms of networking and meeting people and, you know, there's a lot of industry venues, avenues, forums, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's just about helping someone out. And that's part of the reason I became an attorney. That's part of the reason I've had the experiences I've had and tried to align with certain people and stay away from others in certain capacities. But ultimately, I think I enjoy helping people and being in a servant leadership type role. And I've tried to see where I could do that and be of highest and best use. And I think I kind of create a career that allows me to do that at a very high level and really be beneficial to anybody, whatever the industry is. Obviously, I have a focus as a practitioner, as an attorney. Our firm does as well. But um, it's genuinely something I enjoy. I genuinely try to do it in a way without an expectation of receiving something. And it's kind of, you know, you do seven things, you know, one way you get back 77 fold, you pay it forward. People have done that for me ad nauseum. And I just try to do that with the time I got on, uh, on this rock. So that's it. And you know, you're, I do want to say this, you are great at picking lunch spots to, uh, to do that you introduce you i went to antique the new the new uh lunch uh antique spot 112 with you for the first time you you're it was awesome you're very, right you dude it was great it was great i've gone there i've gone back there twice since because i went the first time without my wife she was like we have to go like, <laughs> you have to go and now you know so it's been great but i want to get into this a little bit so yeah you're an you're an attorney at A.Y. Strauss, you focus on, I know you as somebody who focuses on commercial real estate. Um, I know you do a little bit more than that, but 
how did you get into you know how did you get into the commercial real estate side of uh, because there's a lot of er- different areas of of law right so how'd you get into sure. the commercial real estate side of things I would say just taking a step back um, I'm the first in my family to ever get a law degree pursue and complete a college degree and I'm, I'm second generation American so for me everything was new and it was kind of like how do you build up and understand the environment you're stepping into and how do you excel at that so just that just begets a natural curiosity especially especially if you want to do that at a high level and um i always had an interest in law in marketing in business in real estate and i've just tried to take on opportunities before going to college during college after college i've always had a job and always tried to just learn and put myself to good use and um, pursue different areas of interest. And more and more, I started to see the commercial real estate side of things in that world. And it seemed kind of daunting at first, but it's just like anything, you know, you get more familiar with it by speaking to people that have been in it for many more decades than you've been alive. And um, I tried to kind of take on opportunities um, professionally that would allow me to get closer and closer to having a hand in that. Um, and I'm privileged to be at a firm where that's a main focus point of ours, the commercial real estate transaction space. And they do it at a very high level for a firm of our size. So um, I guess I should say before going any further that I'm here on my own volition. And I, although I am an attorney at a firm, um, our conversation is not legal advice, shouldn't be construed, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, at, at the end of the day, I want to be involved in commercial real estate. And New Jersey is a great place to do it. And as well, New York City, right across the Hudson, there's plenty of activity. And the things that happen here, um, they get talked about across the world. So it's just an exciting place, a modern day Rome, whatever you want to call it. A lot's going on in a very small uh, square foot, uh, a, a, a small area, to put it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, I want to, you know, I want to talk about where, where'd you grow up? And how did that shape kind of how did that shape you as you've gone through life now to where you've gotten to today? Sure. So I grew up in a small town called Belford within a larger town called Middletown, New Jersey, Um, right by Red Bank. Nobody really knows where Middletown is. Everyone, a lot of people know where Red Bank is. Both of my parents grew up in New York City, in Brooklyn and the Bronx, respectively. so, you know, I'm, I say I'm half Irish, half Puerto Rican, all American. I think that, you know, that jives well with people and they appreciate that. But really coming up as um, in a blue collar household um, in New Jersey, which in my opinion, and I'm 100% biased, greatest state in the union. There's a lot going on here. There's something for everyone. And there's a great medley of personalities, industries, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved being in that area. I see a lot of opportunity in the not too distant future in the real estate side of things, business side of things, of course, as well. But in the real estate side of things in that area, Monmouth County, Ocean County, um, those communities. And yeah, I mean, I was just happy to be a part of that community. It was safe. It was great. It was a a lot of fun. And I took part in and had the opportunity to take part in cross country and track. So I got to literally run throughout the entire area all the time for training, for whatever. But yeah, that was a uh, part of my upbringing. So, 
now I have to ask you this because I, I know the area. I know Red Bank. I know the towns that it's close by. There's a fun one I need to ask. Like, what were your sure? What were your what were your bars when you were of legal drinking age? Summertime, Jersey Shore. What were your spots? Oh like, dear, your hit down there. I have to. I have to ask <laughs> everybody. I have to ask. You have to know. I it's something that I need to know. No, I, I can tell that. you mine too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many great. There's so many great spots. Um, they're not like big box spots. They're like small mom and pop places and there's also like more regional chains and whatnot so like the mcclunes hospitality group they do a great job so like in red bank specifically robinson ale house great spot you got char steakhouse right across the way also it's a good a that's a good one that's a good one um but yeah i mean there's just so many it's just it's hard to like nail down it's really like what type of cuisine do you want and there's probably at least two to five two to five honestly two to five options that would be like I'm happy with either one of them and they're all very good. So there's something for everyone. Do you go back down there a lot now or you kinda... not too much? No, I'm, I'm stationed up here in Hoboken and um, our offices are in Livingston in New York city. So I kind of stay in that North Jersey corridor, if you want to call it North Jersey right. through New York city. But um, every once in a while I'll go back down and it, there's usually new spots. There's the old favorites. Um, a lot of people swear by Angelica's in Seabright. Haven't been there, but I've heard about it. I heard people rave about that place. I've yet to be there myself. The Butcher's Block is – they do very good on uh, social media. And I was just at a, a lunch earlier today where, like, that's on someone's list of, like, I want to go, but it's very hard to find a table. Um, it seems like they do a great job. But um, as far as, like, favorite spots go, I really like Nicholas Barrel and Roost right across okay. the way. Definitely got to hit that up if you if you haven't been. Great spot. Oh, okay. I like that. So now, all right, this thing, this is where we get into a couple things here because before when you were talking about, you know, getting into commercial real estate and talking to people who, sure, you know, t talking to people that have been in the game a little bit longer than you. Um, and like I said earlier, you're somebody that builds relationships to in your perspective, right? How important are relationships that you've built throughout the years and what advice would you give people on how to keep those going because a lot of people don't really understand how to you know keep relationships going and i feel like you're someone that does a very good job at that no i appreciate that um i think in terms of my particular profession it's 100 percent people driven you know you choose an attorney you're choosing someone with very delicate situations be it a lot of money's at stake maybe not a lot of money but maybe a lot of pride a lot of you know that person's energy ethos business whatever the case is um it's a hundred percent driven by the relationship and i've had the good fortune to work at different firms with different attorneys different styles all the way from an amlaw 200 firm down to solo practitioners all different types of practice areas so everything from criminal defense to wills trust and estates to commercial litigation to what i'm focused on now commercial transactions and business transactions, um, a little bit of like mid-market corporate M&A. It is 100% person and people dribbling. It is 100% about your reputation, your experience, how you can help, and especially in the next couple of years and then for the foreseeable future, how do you think outside the box and, and think creatively and anticipate where things are going to be maybe in 2030? Um, yes, there's the transaction here and now, but this was like a main point of um, a recent conversation I, I just had uh, earlier today. Um, being people driven, 
Like that's where the whole world is going. That's where all technology is going. It's smarter, faster, smaller, more proactive. Um, so just at whatever vertical you're in, understanding it's all about timing, but it's all about like just being of value and, and trying to think long-term about things, um, not think lo- transactional. And, um, you know, sometimes I have, uh, I always try to like move with purpose and maybe I'm a little bit more aggressive in terms of how I can help someone out. But honestly, my experiences heretofore have taught me that there's so much you can get out of life, but you never know when your time's up. And I can only speak for myself. Maybe you can share it as well. So I'll stop talking as much, but um, I've had brushes with death. I've been a first responder to someone that um, unfortunately took their life. I have seen someone die right in front of my eyes. Literally a situation. It was in Barcelona, the last day of an awesome trip. Some people I were with, I was with, they were about to cross the street. I was like, hold on. Like people drive, and as I was saying, people drive crazy. There was someone on a moped who was trying to beat the light. And they zigged when someone was zagging and pulling the other way. And they slammed into the car. And they literally stopped maybe like two feet. This is not an exaggeration. Literally like two or three feet away. And I just learned how precious life is in that moment. If I didn't already know it. Um, but you can't plan for that. You know, man plans, God laughs. I am a God-fearing person. I don't put my faith on anyone. I try to lead by example. But like, if you don't believe it, like that's fine. It's more power to you. But if you do, and I think you speak with people and you understand like that, that are of that ilk, it's just like a different conversation and they're more appreciative of your time and of, of what you're both collectively trying to do. So that's who I try to align myself with. Um, and just it, going back to your initial question, you got to find the people that you should align yourself with and that are conducting themselves morally, ethically, legally, and just try to help each other out and move with purpose. And I'll shut up now. I apologize. People like listen to this thing. You're like, I- I'm glad I can't see this guy because he's got to be incredibly hideous. And he talks way too much. He's probably had too much coffee, which is true. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> listen, you listen. This is, you're the guest on this show. You're supposed to do most of the talking, so you're no, doing a great job. You do doing a great job here. This is this is great. And also, it, I want I do want to go back to what you said a little bit because you it is important to know that life is pretty delicate at times and like you don't know like you tomorrow is not a uh tomorrow is not guaranteed in any way and it's not the news that you know it's i i someone said this once it's not the news that you're ready for it's the news that you get on a random tuesday at 11 a.m stuff like that is the stuff that changes how you feel how you look at things changes your perspective on life and um you know, I get I get what you're saying. I understand it. So don't also don't feel don't feel any certain type of way for talking. You're the guest, man. You gotta you're you're driving this thing. Well, I'm no. I'm driving I, I'm driving it. You're, you're just, driving you're, it, man. We're both on I'm, it together. <laughs> I'm driving it, but you're 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 with me. You're right there. You're the co-pilot here. But so you know, on that topic of like aligning yourself with people that you know you you want to be aligned with morally, ethically, all that. Do you have mentors or are you into, you have mentors? So um, what kind of mentors do you have and how important are they to you? Mentors are invaluable. I mean, you got to find the right mentor. This is, I just kind of go into like the recommendations that served me. Um, You got to find someone that's like several decades ahead of you. Like your contemporaries are around your age. 
they can be kind of like a big brother, a big sister, or, you know, a superior, someone to help you along. But a true blue mentor, probably not going to have time for you. They're probably at a level that you can only hope to attain. And they probably are ignoring you when you reach out and you reach out again. You re- Like there's got a lot going on. You know, there's just a lot going on in people's lives. People are constantly distracted by both meaningful and not as meaningful distractions. So you can't fault them for that and you appreciate that. But I have been blessed with some mentors that are true game changers that have helped me open my perspective. And I think that's what you really want from a good mentor. Um, and and understand it's a relationship. You're the mentee. So if you're, you're you finally get the time with this person or you're blessed to just like walk up and strike up a conversation with someone who happens to be well positioned and, you know, someone that you want to emulate, do what they tell you, respect their time. Um, you know, you have a conversation, like go back, take notes, return back to it. I take notes all the time. I take way too many notes. My law school buddies would give me a lot of slack for that. Like the first couple of, a couple of weeks, couple of years of law school, I'm just scribbling away, like just trying to get all the juice out of like this incredibly expensive education. But all that to say, just take notes and go back to it. You're not going to remember it. Um, you got to do it right after the fact. And I try to do it as best I can, but I have a challenge with it too. And it's just like a, a fact of life, but take the notes, return to them. They're going to send you one message while you're there sitting. But if you look back, you understand the wisdom and they say, knowledge is learning what to add. Wisdom is learning what to do without or to take away. So like, you're not going to get the full takeaway in that one sitting. And if you think that maybe you got to like find another mentor because the true mentors are going to be like, Hey, here's how I got limited time with you. Here's what I would do if I were you. You're going to face challenges. I don't even begin to understand. And you hear that a lot of conversations with more, you know, 45 to 55 year old, you know, further along in their careers to like, AI, that's you, man. I'm, I'm retiring. I'm out. I'm not going to be alive for like really dealing with it. So just understand, appreciate that. Understand that there's good, probably a, a multiple uh, generation difference. So how you communicate is just as important as what you communicate. And just like a quick tangent off that, there's this one attorney who's a savant when it came to his practice area. He'll remain nameless. He's not PC. Um, he's a brilliant practitioner, a real like salt of the earth kind of guy. And I, you know, we just got along well. It's just funny. Um, he would send me these emails and it was like all caps and it would be like out of nowhere and it'd be like a different, you know, hours of the, of the night or whatever, whatever the case is. And I'm like, my millennial mind is like tweaking out. I'm like, this guy's super pissed off at me. Like, what did I do? Like, I didn't even, <laughs> and then like, I finally like, I'm like, I just got to talk to this person. Um, ended up having a beautiful relationship with this practitioner and I realized he's sending all caps. He's two, he's like three inches away from the screen. He cannot see. He has like a terrible prescription and like his caps lock is on. And he's like, you know, you pick up the phone and you're like, hey, I was just checking on that thing. Oh, okay. How's everything else going? All right. All right. See you later. Bye. Like very like off the cuff, like really nice person. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to like understand the medium and what's going on. And some people are tech challenged and that's okay. And it's just, it takes all kinds, you know. Dude, it happens like, it, so that happens a lot where you'll talk to somebody who's older, right? And they just, they, you think via email that they're either yelling at you or they're pissed at you 
Yeah. And you and you're like, what did I, what did I do? Or why are they responding this way? And you're like, hey, can we get on a on a phone call? This has happened a lot to me over the past few years. And you get on the call and everything's normal and everything's fine and they they're calm and you're just like, wait a minute, what's going on? You're like, oh, they really don't know how to really email you properly or how we would email to make it sense. they're very short and to the point there's no like you know how when we email each other sometimes like hey i'm like hey vin you're like yeah. hey steve and then we write it they're just like what are you doing at this time at this day it's in all caps and you're like what is something what's why is this very important what's going on here why are they screaming at me so i see that happen yeah. a lot man i see that happen a lot but those are the people that have such the thing is, those are the types of people that have such good life experience that you need to meet with them in person and pick their brains and talk to them. And like you said, take notes because those are, they're the most interesting people. Yes. They're by far the most interesting people. Like we went – so um, when you hooked me up with um, with Adam and I went to that lunch. Adam's great. I met, yeah. I met um, a guy there. I'm going to not say his name. That's fine. case. Yeah, but we're talking about Adam Connors, by the way. We gotta yes. give Adam some kudos here because Adam Connors is great guy, awesome networker. He puts great people in rooms together. He's he's amazing. I'm gonna I'm tr I'm trying to get him on the show too. Throw but, some meat on the story. So what he does every week without fail, he rents out 10th Street Pizza, which if you're in Hoboken, you know it's a great spot. He rents yes. out the place, and he just brings a couple people together. He picks. Who will mesh well with who based on personality, profession, so on and so forth. And you just sit for like two and a half, three hours or whatever. And like you go – you just meet these people and you walk away and you're like, wow, like I, I like genuinely met someone. Like not just like, hey, here's a business – like I hate the – here's a business card. Like I don't give out no. business cards. I purposely leave them. If we want to like communicate, I'll say like here. You know, here's the best way for us to follow up if it makes sense yes. for you. Or like if you – you know, like, you genuinely want to like follow up with someone or like hang out or whatever – it comes organically. Like the business card thing, I think is um, a good litmus it's overrated. test for. It's overrated. It, it has a time and a place, and it, it serves its utility. But I think our generation and the ones below it, especially, like we're the first to grow up with a non-internet world and an internet world. Um, the generation below us, they're in it. The one below it now it's called like Generation Alpha. This is new to me. I didn't know. This That's was new. I just I just read an article about this the other day. They're in the matrix. They're plugged in. Now, I'm not the. I'm just you know tongue in cheek here. But um, they're but they're they're plugged in. They're it's almost like they're programmed almost. It's, it's going to be like man. Elon Musk Neuralink. You know, it's going to be like who's yeah. going to sign up for that? Like maybe you or I. But they're going to be like, of course. Why would I not sign up for that? Make my life right. Um, right. Oh, but Adam, you know the thing that Adam does at yes. the at the lunch that I love when you show up, everybody gets a card. And you, yes. with a different question on it, and you have to ask before you sit down to eat. You have to go around the room and ask every single person at the lunch the question that you have on yes. the card. It's 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 amazing. It's such a good way to network. Um, and there was there was a gentleman there who was a little bit older that just he like his responses because you go in a WhatsApp group afterwards. Yep. Um, every puts everybody in a WhatsApp group. His responses are just like one word responses and you're just like in person you talked for like five minutes at a time, like full, <laughs> nonstop, and then on WhatsApp you're just one you're just one word. But yeah. I know if you just say if you if you say, Hey, do you want to link up? We'll go grab some lunch, he'll just respond yes and give you an address and then you'll go and you'll get like a couple words in. 
for the love hour that. that you're there. I love that. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. I'm going to take part in this, at, like as much of like in a, to a, the smallest degree as possible. The tech thing. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, I'm tech savvy. Call. Yeah, I'm tech yeah, savvy. That's, sure. That's it. It's it's it was it's amazing. It's amazing, amazing stuff. It's great that those lunches. By the way, if you're in, if you are not connected with Adam, which we'll get. If you are not connected with Adam, you should be because he is such Adam a Connors, great person. Great person. He's such a great person to know, um, and he's just great to hang out with. Honestly, he's one of the he's one of the coolest guys I know. So much like you, which is why you're on this podcast because you are doing awesome. I appreciate now, that. Now you know we spoke about this. Um, because, you know, there's there's the new thing going on where everybody's into like the ice baths, they're into the saunas. Um, you you know, you and me spoke about sauna yeah. a little bit. But on that topic here, I don't want to go into the sauna topic. I want to go more into like, do you have a morning routine of some sort that you utilize daily? Um, I think it's kind of like a moving target, honestly, at this point in my career and personally. Recently married, also had a honeymoon in a increase like yourself so you understand how awesome that place is talking about doing awesome i mean incredible you got to visit greece at some point in your life if you're listening to this um you talk to either one of us about where to go you documented it very well as i expect you to (laughs) thank you i i try i try my best everybody's like how did you not come back 40 pounds heavier i'm like because there's nothing there it's just you know (laughs) all the stairs in uh santorini because of that 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 too that too Nobody but. warned me about that, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, as far as the morning routine goes, I'm newly married and I love my wife to death and we have a puppy. It was five weeks. So the morning routine involves tending to the this this little furry child um, who I'm, I'm learning more and more about how exactly to do that. And it's a good uh, pre children uh, type way of going about things. It's very, very good. It's very good. <laughs> It is. All my all my contemporaries that have like two kids or three kids, they're like, all right, it's nothing. I mean, I just, you know, we joke about it, but um, the morning routine involves, you know, taking her out or whatnot and then trying to get some type of athletic endeavor in. So a run, usually I ran division one um, all four years in, in undergrad and I try to keep that up. So I'll do anywhere from four to seven miles at a pretty good clip and wow. it's great i mean i love i love running it's taught me a lot it's a it's a thankless sport you know you have no one to blame but yourself and i was blessed to run for one of the most storied coaches in any high school athletic uh, program at christian brothers academy I, I ran for tom heath when he was still uh, the head coach there okay. um they currently have the national record for the most consecutive wins dual meet wins um and i think that particular record has surpassed all other records of its kind of any sport so i think wow. it's about 300 or maybe above i don't even, i lost track but that's it was incredible like, though yeah it was like it's over 50 years or around 50 years at this point just every time like the teams just don't really compete anymore as far as like <laughs> understanding like that's what you're, you're, you're up against but okay. um that's where the running comes from um i started there and then i was you know, very average, but that program really creates exceptional runners and people that have talent to the next level. And then my year, we had about, you know, five or six guys go D1. So I think that's proof in the pudding. Um, and Hell awesome yeah. coaches, including he was an assistant coach at the time. But if you do any type of running and audio with uh, the Nike app coach, uh, Chris Bennett, he's 
uh, like the Nike global head coach. He was our assistant coach. It's just understanding oh, wow. like the caliber of coaching and, and the program there, um, which I'm happy to say, like they still have exceptional coaching in Sean McCaffrey um, or McCafferty, excuse me. And then um, Mike Mazzucaro, who was around my year, he's now the athletic director there. So I'll have okay. to say there's a storied program. I was happy to be a part of it. And um, that has continued on into my, my morning routine. I think just getting something physically done like that, it just begets the rest of the day on a good note and something you can connect with uh, with people on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I see you, I see you posting, I give you credit first of all, and I know you were, you were a runner and you've been a runner, but like to me running is, is hard because I was never a runner. Um, like I played sports, I played baseball. Um, yeah. You're a catcher, right? So yeah. You yeah. understand so, the grind and how, it, you know, what it takes. Right. And but I never did full on like jogging, like running. Like I never ran long distances. I was always doing sprints and short bursts and like weight room hit training stuff. Sure. Um, so I give you a ton of credit for that because I see you, you could casually just go do like four miles and I would be keeled over and dying if I did I, that. I feel like it hits a lot of like the, the demands or not the demands, but like the, the areas that our generation is looking for, which is like something that's quasi spiritual something that's physical something that keeps the mind flowing at least for my profession like you're essentially paid for like your experiences and what you know and how to get stuff done and um running like supports that 100 percent. it helps me like yeah, tap it, into that and i noticed that and it's got to be a it's got to be a jolt mentally too because i noticed just when i go for a walk like i was before we got on i was talking to my wife about this i was in a rut yesterday. I worked out in the morning. It was just, it was a lifting workout, but mm -hmm. I was in a rut after that for some reason. And even into today and today we walked for 20 minutes and I came back and I was like, I feel energized, refreshed. Like I could think my mind is, is working now. And I think that's important. I feel like you get that, you get that tenfold from a, from a run. So I feel like it's important. Like just movement in general is just, it's huge. It's huge with how you just go about your day. You got to move. Motion creates emotion. And you're talking about going for a walk with your wife. I mean, my wife and I make a point to try and go for a walk at least every day or every other day when we can. Um, we have a new reason to with the dog and everything. But yeah. I, I think it's just important on that level. And it's something that we really look forward to. We've done hikes and trips around like where we're going to walk and see what we're going to see. And it's just such an important thing to like stay active and um, it creates an energy that's it's different instead of just you know punching outward it's kind of like you pull things in people are attracted to that energy and um you know I, I myself I enjoy working with other people that have that ethos and that spirit and that are challenging themselves and um, sometimes I bite off more than I could chew I sign up for the 75 hard challenge um, it's gonna start in a couple weeks but literally uh, connected with some great folks most of them in Colorado and out west but they're mm -hmm. real estate investors. Um, a lot of them are, for, you know, ex-military. Um, they want to challenge themselves personally and professionally. And you know, I find myself in this uh, this signal chat channel group, whatever you want to call it. And everyone's motivating each other and keeping each other honest. And it's just a great way to connect with people as well. You know, like an authentic way. Like we're you seeing how I'm going through it. We're both going through it, and that's it. That's cool. That's cool. I've good luck with that. I know. It's the tough part of that for me is the, the out that I know the two a day is I could probably do it. The set, the one of them being outdoors yeah is the one, well, just cause we're here 
and this time of year it like it that that it's hard but that's why it's called 75 hard so good luck i'm gonna follow that that trade i hope you document a lot of that because i want to see where that goes maybe yeah i'll try to document it and keep it keep it honest that's part of the reason to post some of the runs is just one for like my own accountability um and two just like a reason to be on social media i try to really dial down the social media and the time on screen it could be a lot um i think like the powers that be want you to stay engaged and on it but um this year especially i don't know when this comes out maybe like a week or two or whatever but it's january 5th now and kind of still in that what are your resolutions goals whatnot for 2024 i want to do less with more and um that includes you know screen time and stuff like that really just yeah. getting person to person i get that man i get that i'm trying trying to do i'm trying to be similar with that i'm trying to post more but not be I'm trying to post more so that i can market more but i'm trying to be not as engaged with everything else that's going on so i totally totally understand that now this is the whole point of the show man so i have to ask what does living an awesome life look like to you what does living an awesome life look like? I think it's to the best, most sustainable way possible, living every day like your last. And what do I mean? Like like you're spending time with those you love. You're maybe getting a workout in the beginning and having some good energy throughout the day um, and just kind of like ebbing and flowing and whatever happens, you deal with it, you stay positive and you kind of, kind of you leave people better off than you found them so there's plenty of content and you know anecdotes and whatnot about people having conversations or something as simple as like a smile or a thank you i try to say thank you to everybody um i try to lift people up where i can sometimes i'm so caffeinated and you know just uh i want to get a lot done in a short period of time so that, that works it's a blessing and a curse but genuinely living an awesome life you're challenging yourself. You have defined success for yourself. These ambiguous terms, success, wealth, like what does that look like? You have it defined, you're heading towards that and you're in a better spot. And the people that you're, you're in a better spot now than you were the day before. Um, you're leveraging everything you have at your disposal. And I mean, leverage is in, you, you have some blessings here. Or you, you have some things that are at your disposal that you take for granted like working arms, legs, eyesight, access to internet, um, access to clean running water, which is going to be and continues to be a challenge, access to food. Hoboken, we have great spots and we have the ability to go out and enjoy a great time. Um, that's not the case for everybody. So how do you pay it forward? Living an awesome life is helping others to figure out and also for them, you know, to help them li live out an awesome life. I totally butcher like how that would sound like in a nice way. Maybe you chop that up uh, <laughs> in post production, but you help other people and you make them have an exceptional experience, and you just you'll get back like whatever goodness that comes from that, like the joys in the giving and in the doing. So that's what living an awesome life is. That's phenomenal. I love it. You didn't butcher it, but I, I love the way you you tied it together there. That was fantastic stuff. Appreciate that before that this is important now as we go into wrapping up here i need to know it what's your go-to karaoke song oh man my go-to karaoke song oh jeez. 
that's like a loaded question. You got to like judge, you got to ask the audience, kind of judge the tempo. See, see what's going on that see night. what's going you know? on, yeah. Like, what's the crowd? What are the ages? What's going, you know, what has already been done? You don't want to do a repeat song. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I also. If you're leading off, if you're leading off, you're the lead off hitter at karaoke night and you have to set the tone. Oh, and man. the crowd the crowd is late twenties to mid forties. Oh, they try to pass the mic as best as I can. I don't I mean the, the getting out of that situation would be like my MO. But um honestly, ask the audience and just try and like be at their at their good graces, you know. Like I did not I practice law, I don't practice singing and dancing. Fair. So. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. Now, yeah. tell everybody Tell everybody um, how they can find you. How they can find me? Um, I would say on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on whatever. I would say first and foremost, though, talk to the host here, Steve. That's it, man. You know, that's the great way. And if we have an opportunity to meet in person, like you mentioned initially, um, I'm in Hoboken. We get to put together some great events and go to some different spots around here and support the food and beverage community. There's some great spots. We still need to have a, like a Michelin-level chef, I feel like, to put the spot on the map. But um, there's a lot of great people that are in the culinary scene here in Hoboken, Jersey City. Um, it attracts an awesome group, and there's a lot to offer. And, um, you know, hopefully we have an opportunity. Whoever's hearing this, they want to reach out. We can break bread and grab a coffee or lunch or whatever at one of these established venues and take it from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vin, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. I really uh, appreciate you giving me some time and uh, telling your story. Steve, appreciate you doing the Lord's work, doing a great job. Um, this is an awesome podcast, and uh, it's been so much fun to be on and also to listen to your current episodes and then the ones that come. As you head towards 100, let's go. Thank you. We're heading. We're setting that first goal, 100 episodes. That's it. Excellent. So, Very good, sir. So, love it. So everybody, thank you for listening. If you want to leave a review, it can't hurt. But um, other than that, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and also YouTube. Everyone, thank you for listening. We will see you next week.